So, I heard this story about a fish. He swims up to an older fish and says, I'm trying to find a thing they call the ocean. The ocean, the older fish says, that's what you're in right now. This, says the young fish, this is water. What I want is the ocean. Go ahead, snap them fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start doing what's the what's the poetry form called? Um, oh, honey, I have no spoken idea. Spoken word. Is that what it is? That's not spoken word, but you know, spoken word is like I feel like when Black people do poetry, they automatically call it spoken word. I feel like it's just like they're like, oh, spoken word. Actually, we'll be speaking about um, we'll be having. I can't wait. February is gonna be a good month for this podcast because. We're going to start doing interviews and bringing in amazing black, beautiful people, creatives, travelers, the educated entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. I love it. That's what I'm waiting for. This is going to be a very, very exciting trip. We should probably do it all year round. It's not black history, Month, black history year. We finna get real black. Yeah. So right now we're going to get black as shit because we're going to talk about (laughs) school. Are you curious about life? and the world around us? Shit, us too. Join our conversations on life, liberty, and the pursuit of anime, and everything in between. This is Alicia, Paul C, and welcome to Vi Curious. Let's go into Soul. Um, I feel like there's always a lot of controversy when it comes to movies that surround black characters, especially when it's an animated film. For sure. Um, I'm trying to think about any other animated films that I've seen with a, a black lead in it. The Princess and the Frog. You're assuming that I saw The Princess and the Frog. Oh, we're going off of what you actually saw or movies? No, about. I'm just saying, but you were like a black, but I mean, personally, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it, The Princess and the Frog. Yeah. I didn't watch it because it's a princess film and it just, princess movies usually don't appeal to me, even though I probably should have for the culture. Did you oh. watch Princess and the Frog? Are you sexist? I'm joking. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so I did I did watch Princess and the Frog. Um, not okay. one of my favorite movies, but you know. Again, watched it because it is predominantly black and I always like to um, what Issa say, I'm rooting for everyone black. So of course I'm I, going to I have that quote on my wall actually yeah. in my room. So I I did watch it and I just I wasn't. It's not a bad movie. It's cute. Um, but I think you know obviously one of the one of the main issues, if not the main issue, that a lot of people, a lot of black people have with the film is that the characters who are both well, Tiana's black and her love interest is. What is he? Latino, maybe? I assume he was like black passing. Well, he's he's lighter than she is with like wavier hair. So I I don't know. Um so oh, I'm, he didn't have four C? No. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what his ethnicity is, so I'm just gonna leave that as is, but um, the protagonist, Tiana, was a frog for the majority of the show. And a lot of people in the Black community had issue with that because 
um, the time where, you know, we finally get a black princess and not just like a princess of color. Hello. Uh, where, of course, because Jasmine is already there and she is, you know, what, East Asian? Uh, Middle Eastern. Is it Middle Eastern? I want to say she's, I think technically the story of Aladdin takes place in Xinjiang, which is technically China, but she's okay, considered so Middle Eastern. Like, I'm not quite sure. Okay. So, yeah. so technically there was already a, a princess of color that they like to sprinkle in and say, hey, here you go. But there's an actual princess that's black, that black little children can actually identify with. And, um, she wasn't even in the, the the full length of the movie. She was a frog of full length. Um, there's another movie that I didn't watch. I think it's Big, like Baby Bear, Big Bro or something like that. Oh, you're talking about where they're like Native Americans and yes. they get turned into bears or yes. something or the, the older brother gets turned into a bear, something like that. Yeah, so the main character turns into a bear and he's a bear for... Uh, over 50% of the movie and only towards the end does he turn back to his actual human self to you know provide representation so um, a lot of people have had issues and referenced those two movies I'm not sure if there are any other movies because you know they I just started you, putting black people in you know animations and stuff so. okay so for me I like to watch um my goal usually is to have at least one show or something that has a strong black lead. Yeah. So like, for example, I watched Watchmen, mm -hmm. Insecure, um, I May Destroy You, um, these kind of shows. So yeah. Lovecraft, I, I think everyone got onto Lovecraft. I think, did you like Lovecraft? You didn't like it, I remember. I did not like it. We can't, we don't have to discuss that part, but there was, um, they had one scene. I always think about when they try to talk about representation mm -hmm. and you know, this episode, we can talk about representation a little bit also more so than just soul, but in representation with Lovecraft, there was a woman on the, oh, sorry. Let me not say woman. She was, um, two spirit. So two spirit means that you can identify both as male and female. Cause you sometimes will have both the genitalia or you have, you know, like you have both. Mm -hmm. you're both you could be man and woman mm -hmm. so there was this two-spirit character on there and I was like oh wow this is really cool she's two-spirited she didn't make it five minutes sure did <laughs> in not. The show. and I was just like how are you going to put someone in there that's supposed to represent a whole group of people you just cut them out like slaughtered. that <laughs> slaughtered and I was like mm, do better Lovecraft Lovecraft did you finish it I did not finish it man oh <laughs> I'm I mean, I can I can finish. I only have, I think, two more episodes. The episode that I'm on is the one where it's uh, focusing on the little girl. Um, okay. So I don't know if there's well two more or three it. more. So we're going to finish. We're going to let you finish it. And then we're going to do a review of Lovecraft. So um, going back, <laughs> <laughs> going back into representation. So in the film Soul, um, Jamie Foxx's character, Joe, I think it's Joe Gardner. He, mm -hmm. um, he's a music teacher. And right when he finally gets his big break where he can perform with one of his, a jazz classic it, from his city, he suddenly dies because of course this black man's gonna be running around in the streets, looking at his phone, not paying attention and fall into a manhole in, in the New first York. 10 minutes of the film. In New York. <laughs> yeah. He, become, he becomes a... I don't know. Is he a soul? He's not a soul in the movie. 
Well, I guess you would consider him a, a soul. I'm not sure on the exact uh, verbiage on how you would classify them, but the little blue, light blue character, little squishy jelly bean looking things, I would assume they are souls. And um, yeah, it was fairly early in the movie that he did turn into a soul. And I'm not going to lie, when, he, when that happened, I kind of thought, oh man, here we go again. Um, we're going to have a movie where he, I thought that he was going to spend the majority of his time as the little jelly bean looking character. Um, jelly bean. But just want, makes you want some jelly beans, right? But um, he came back. So technically, um, Joe came back into the into the movie and his actual self and other black people of different shades and shapes were there and present in the movie um i think the issue that i have seen is that people were upset because tina Fey's voice was in joe's body yeah there was like how are they gonna put this white woman's voice in this man's body right and i didn't think too deeply about it because um, i didn't either i didn't but a lot of people were upset about that and they were like it feels like the whole purpose of the movie which i read one um comment they said it feels like the whole purpose of the movie was a black man sacrificing himself to figure out oh to help this white woman discover her her meaning in life and it was like it kind of it played on the magical Negro trope. I think, have I discussed that with you before, Alicia? No. Oh, so do you know what a, mag- a magical Negro is? <laughs> well, all Black <laughs> people are magic, so I'd probably mm-hmm. need some more specifics. Let me go in more specific with the Black Negro trope. So more or less a Black Negro trope is when you have a Black character who's usually the, maybe a secondary character, or maybe the character's only in the film for a short period of time, and um, oh, the good one would be the Oracle from the Matrix. She kind of leads Neo on his way, or um, Morpheus from the Matrix. He they lead him, so it's like they have all these magical abilities. But the only purpose, real true purpose, in the film or TV series or movie is just to lead the the white character or the white savior in the film. Understood. So, you see so that, basically, yeah. the black person is like a supporting role um, for a white person. Yeah, so it's like they're not really, they don't really pertain to the story too much. They're not the main focal point of the story, but they pop in when the main character needs help. They're like the Yoda, but they're Black. But you see it a lot in different films, such as the movie Ghost, Green Mile, Driving Miss Daisy, The Help. Shit, I don't know if you've seen Queen's Gambit, but um, what is that girl's name in Queen's Gambit? I think it's Jolene. Jolene's the only black person in Queen's Gambit, and her last word is good job, cracker. And I was like, I'm done with this movie. <laughs> I'm done with this show. I'm done with this show. Um, but um the magical so, Negro trope. So I don't feel like that phrase uh pertains to this because that phrase itself um is that this uh, the black person in the movie or show or game is there specifically to help the white person that is their only role they don't have any other purpose other than helping that person but to me i feel like joe got something out of it as well so joe is the protagonist he's introduced as protagonist and 
at the end, he got what he wanted. Like, I don't feel like, I mean, yes, Joe did take the time to help this little soul, but that wasn't his sole purpose. The whole movie was, (laughs) the the, the movie wasn't centered around her. It was centered around Joe and him trying to get back into his body, not him trying to help her. He inadvertently through trying to get ready for his big debut helped her. But the purpose, Joe's purpose, his direct purpose that he knew was to get his ass on that stage. So I don't think that that pertains to the movie itself I feel like that one is a reach I could see how someone could get that but I feel like a lot of times especially now a lot of people some people just pick apart movies and shows and stuff like that Mm -hmm. to find fault in it um and some of the things are understood and some of them are just like yo come on um not- oh, so you feel like when people, I guess recently, I feel like after the BLM summer, everyone kind of tried to dissect every yeah, aspect absolutely. of cinema. Absolutely, they did. And I mean, do do we, that? that's why we had that big time where we had white people in kinky cloths and white people <laughs> giving up their roles and stuff like that. And it's just like, that's not like, thank for. you, but that's not what we asked for. We absolutely asked for justice, not for you to put on a cloth that you have absolutely no meaning. You don't know the meaning of this at all. Where did it come from? Where did it originate? Who created it? You can't tell me, but you down on your knees begging me, please, to accept you and your mayonnaise sandwich. I'm not doing it. So I thought you were about to get a third rhyme in there, but still, good job. <laughs> that kind of Thank goes you. into um, what's um, it called? The TV show Community. I really like the show Community. Donald Glover, he's in there. He's I think he was a writer, or he was a writer for Thirty Rock, and then he went on to Community. Hmm. Um, Charles Gambino. Hey, in the show, though, there is um, Community. Well, Community too, but Thirty Rock. That one's pretty bad too. That's another topic. But anyways, in Community, mm-hmm. there's an episode. Um, where they go into suicide. But in the episode, one of the characters dresses up, because they're playing um, Dungeons and Dragons, he dresses up as a dark elf. So he paints his body black. So they considered it blackface and they removed it from Netflix. And I was like, technically this is not blackface, but because in the show, the woman says, so we're just going to excuse racism. That's what she says as a joke, you know? But So a white woman? No, it's um, Shirley. She's black. Oh, um, I think we talked about that before. And I, my thought with that specific scenario was that um, it's not, I wouldn't consider it blackface because he's an elf. He's not a human. He's an elf. Now, some people would want to go further and say, oh, you know, elves can be of different race. You can have white elves and you can have, you know, black elves. And I mean, true enough, but it's fantasy. But that's, it's just, it, it, there are so many subcategories. There are so many different, there's so, it, the, the rabbit hole can get so much deeper. Um, but as far as with soul in itself and people having issue with uh, Tina Fey's voice being in Joe's body, I didn't specifically see an issue with that itself. So my view of it was that a soul itself, it had no 
gender. It had no race. It was just a soul. And mm. though her voice was in, though her voice is Tina Fey, and Tina Fey is a, 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 I was about to call her an elderly white woman, just a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> She's a white woman. She did display, or they, if we want to be politically correct, the soul did display how they could change their voice however they want. They could sound however they want. Uh, they showed themselves in a masculine voice, and then another, I can't remember what the third voice was. But they were like, I, I just use this voice because it's more annoying, you know? So Ooh, I felt that. Right. And I mean, like, let's be real. It was a very annoying voice. But I didn't I I didn't I didn't even look at it that way. I didn't even take the time to be like a white woman running off with a black man's body doing whatever she wants. And I I didn't look at it. I just feel like that's very Dr. Umar. No shade to him. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so um, no shade, of course, but it did. It does. It does smell. Smell like that. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit partial. Um, one thing that I, I I really liked about Soul, as in what you heard at the beginning of this podcast, we liked the quote. They had a lot of quotes in there, and it really resonated with a lot of people. Um, so w- one that resonated with me at first was besides that one about the fish in the water was. I'm just afraid that if I died today, my life would have amounted to nothing. Woo! I was like, oh! She's about to make me cry in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tears. Tears, y'all, I tell you. The oh, whole time. Um, they were like grown-ass tears, too. Yeah, adult tears. Um, yeah, I definitely felt that one because, like, when he said that, I like, I literally, I, I, I put my hand on my chest and I was like, who in Pixar has been spying on me? And I felt like someone was really looking at me, like reading my journal pages, like really. Um, and like, like I said, in the first part of this whole segment, it was just that, you know, I've been trying to find my, my, my thing that I'm going to, you know, not fall into, but I'm going to come into and manifest into and everything's just going to click into place and, and I, I need to hurry up and do it because now I'm 30 and that's the, the time that the world, the secular world makes you feel like, you know, you, you ain't had no babies yet. You're not married yet. Well, if you die now, who's going to remember you? What, what kind of legacy are you leaving behind? You know, and Ooh. you know, oh. that feeling. Yeah. And it's kind of like you have to, in my opinion, re-educate yourself from those thoughts, those things that have been embedded into you and learned from other people and adults and even family members, because there is no specific set time for anything. You might move into your greatness at 40. And someone might be like, oh my God, you're so old. Betty White just turned 99. So (laughs) you're not about to tell me that there is an age that like you have to you know make it by this age because if you don't then that's it that's not true that's not yeah. how it works well then we say like oh jk rowling was like 50 when she released harry potter or something like that like 43 um she's transphobic yeah. trash so who cares about her bloop 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 okay <laughs> <laughs> you can 
<laughs> Wingardi Leviosa that. I love the series. Love it. But Jesus, she really disappointed me. Well, I mean, I wasn't disappointed. It's just like, oh, okay. Well, here we go. But yeah. What about, um? how do you feel about their portray of the being in your zone? Um, I really like that. Um, so when it first happened and not when they you know changed the colors and that he had like that purple aura around him like when he was first talking about it when uh he was teaching his class and he got on the piano and I really hope like Jamie Foxx was actually like on the piano because you know he can play I said the same thing yeah so he was in there and it's just like even through the animation that's why I think the animation was great like you could see the passion like you ever watch somebody who has a passion talk about their passion and how they or like they're doing their craft and like what they love and like you can just see it in them like it's just all over them and that and in that moment it was just all over joe it was beautiful mm. it was mm. so beautiful it, it was it really it was. was i felt that and like uh I felt that. I honestly yeah. did. hundred percent. Ten falls felt that when he got into the zone. Like each of them, everyone was like, yeah, you know, you got to find your thing into your zone. And uh, I loved it. So how do you feel about the barbershop scene? The barbershop oh. scene, I feel like it stuck out with a lot of people. I love the barbershop scene, though I've never been in a barbershop. Oh. <laughs> um, I've been in a beauty shop. Um so I just, first of all, it was just different characters or, and not, excuse me, not different characters, but it was different well, characters, but black people in different shades, because one of the things that infuriates me with animations is when they make black people all the same color. Um, so oh, talking about like the nineties archetype kind of for black people where they always had like the high top fade. Or like yeah, a little like kind for of example, eye. every person in like Family Guy or like American Dad is the same color, and it's just like, oh, yeah. you're right. Mm -hmm. They're all the same color. Um, they might have deviated from that as of recently, but for the most part, they're all the same color. And I noticed that I was like, why is there like a default black color? Like, no other race is more diverse in their colors than black people. And that's why, if you could look at, um, listener, if you could look at our our um, logo, we made sure that okay, I'm I'm a fairly dark skinned brother, you know, and he, chocolate, chocolate, make it melt, <laughs> as well as the others. We're all like different shades, so we just wanted to make sure that even though we're all black, we we still show that we're all different shades of right. black, and we come in so many different colors. And some of us are ashy black, some of us are metallic black. I'm more inside the ashy black, but you know, it's okay. okay. I put some cocoa butter on after the shower. It's time to glow anyways, but leave it alone. Leave it alone. Speaking of cocoa butter, one of the uh, reasons why I love, why I love that barbershop scene is that the barber, is his name Dez? Mm, I want to say it's Dez. I think it's Dez. We're going to go with Dez. And if not, please forgive me, us. Um, but Dez was so moisturized. He looked like he really just put some cocoa butter oil on his forearms like and I love the way he was built not specifically because 
you know, that's an attractive build, but just <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't thirsting over some anime character, right? Animation which, character. But, but it was just like they gave him shoulders, but they gave him like little legs. And it's like, how many times have you seen someone built like a triangle? You know what I'm saying? But like in a good way, you know? <laughs> And, he, and the he, beard, you know, the beard, beard, the beard, like you could stick your pinky in his beard and your pinky would go fully in there and like not be able to come out the other side. You know what I'm saying? So he, I, feel I, like, I loved it. I feel like what we're going to have to do is have an episode where we specifically speak on body image in the millennial or just say black community in general because we're in the we're in the, the, the you know facebook groups and i feel like every time on this facebook group we're like he gotta have a beard and he gotta be like six foot i'm just like oh x x i'm already got two things against me so <laughs> yeah that definitely is something that we need to talk about and uh body positivity body positivity in itself and uh realistic expectations when it comes to people and their bodies because everybody's not going to look like those people on Instagram and Twitter. Correct. Okay, then. Uh, Were there any other quotes in there that you can think that really hit you? Um, I can't think of any other quotes other than... So, what do you feel like your spark is? Ooh my spark mm-hmm. Ooh. so what is the spark exactly a spark is a thing that you're good at right i mean it's whatever you feel like it is so for you because like for me i explained to explained like what soul meant to me and how like what portion i took out of it what did you take out of it as into what your spark is and then like what would you consider your spark I feel like my spark is the idea of experience. Like the one thing that I I always find joy in is when I'm just experiencing something. It could be through travel, learning, mm-hmm. a conversation. That's why the the podcast by curious came about. It was about by being life curious, so I'm curious about life. Right. Like vicarious. So mm-hmm. My my spark is when I'm experiencing life in general through you or whoever I speak to on the road, whether mm-hmm. rich, poor, black, white, Asian, American, foreign. I just love experience and getting to know other people's experiences. That's my spark. I like that. That's really special, actually. Um, and it's very helpful, especially in terms of a podcast because it allows you to give a different perspective instead of just like one soul like I've only been in this area I've never really been anywhere so this is my perspective not saying there's anything wrong with that but um in this particular sense I think it's very helpful I don't like it like 22 but I'm less um annoying (laughs) you know because she was like kind of like chilling with everybody like yeah "Yeah, Muhammad Ali and da 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 she definitely took the time to experience a lot so yeah that can sum up our um our review of soul yeah so um <laughs> like subscribe follow us on instagram and twitter oh and um spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast we're on six different platforms including apple Podcasts and spotify yeah. all right have a good one